Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> it's good to the chase at eight with Queen MC. That's me, Madison Chase. We are talking ESB, that is entertainment, sports, and beauty with my personal, always positive three T's. That's takeaway tips and tools that you could use to live a life full of light, sunshine, and flowers, and orchids. And this morning, we're going to be talking about fashion on the red carpet for the Grammys and Spike Lee, his protest against Gucci and Prada, and who originated all of the things that we typically see on the carpet carpets for high-end designers. Who started it? We're going to find out on this episode of Cut to the Chase at 8 with Queen MC. That's me, Madison Chase. We are talking ESB as entertainment, sports, and beauty with my always positive three T's takeaway tips and tools that you could use to live a life full of light, love, and sunshine. Okay, now that we've heard from our sponsor, let's jump right onto the red carpet. So red carpets have changed essentially because there's so many different kinds of red carpets. Essentially, there used to be only a couple of different red carpets, maybe three. There used to be red carpets for movie premieres and television shows and award shows. Now with streaming outlets like Netflix and Hulu and now Amazon and even YouTube being a a very huge outlet for media driven content and even Facebook now Facebook is jumping into that space of creating television shows red carpets and the people who interview on red carpets are sometimes YouTube influencers or just social media influencers in general and now we have Sirius and radio and podcasts and all of these different things but the one thing that typically stays the same is the one question that most interviewers ask is what are you wearing and that question hasn't changed and when we look at the traditional top 20 designers this is a story from the Hollywood Reporter they are the names that are synonymous with you know Hollywood um, celebrity or royalty you know from the 1930s so some of those designers of course I'm starting from the top of the list uh, Alexander McQueen Altazara Armani, Calvin Klein, Chanel, of course, is one of the bigger ones. Dior is a really big one. Uh, Ellie Saab, Giambattista Bali, sounds Italian, I'm not really sure. Gucci is definitely Italian. I looked at the Wikipedia page. Irene Newworth, she's new to me. I'm not really sure who she is exactly. Jennifer Meyer, she seems fairly new. Uh, Louis Vuitton, I think they've been around for a while. Michael Kors, I don't know that I've seen him on the carpet as much. I could be wrong. Oscar de la Renta, I think that's one that we commonly see. Prada is another one that we commonly see. Ralph and Russo, that seems like a newer brand. Rodarte, not sure if I'm pronouncing these correct. Rosie Asulun, I definitely may have butchered that one. Shia Pirelli. 
looks like he had a key year in 2015. Valentino is another one. I think that's also an Italian brand. So when we look at those brands, looking at all of those pictures and the founders and the creators of those uh, brands, none of them are African-American. And the only African-American brand that I know since this protest with uh, Gucci and Prada from Spike Lee, Dapper Dan is one and Tracy Reese is another black designer that I know. But I do know from Project Runway, there are a couple of African-American designers that have come from that television show. My girlfriend, Linda Romas Thomas, is another one where I know Project Runway called her. And she is, again, the only burn survivor to show at New York Fashion Week. So let's look briefly at Gucci and how it was founded and when it was founded and who it was founded by and the original intent of who they initially wanted their customer to be. So it was founded in Florence, Tuscany in 1921. It generated about $4.2 billion in revenue worldwide in 2008. And in 2017, they generated $7.1 billion dollars. And they have about 207, 278 retail stores as of September 2009. This is the Wikipedia page. Uh, I did read when I scanned the Wikipedia page that initially I think the company was ran by uh, Gucci's brother. And then I think the son took over. Uh, but in 1921 in this country, uh, they initially started with high-end celebrities. And I'm sure none of them were African-American. And if they were in the communities, they were not, we were not their sole customer, right? But I think if we look at the history of Dapper Dan, let's look at Dapper Dan's history. So Dapper Dan, he actually uh, started with, he was born August 8th, 1944. He is a fashion designer and haberdasher from Harlem, New York. Uh, his he had an influential store from 1982 to 1992. He mainly focused on the hip hop world, which we now know has taken over mainstream commercial media, and it's in movies now. And initially, when it first came out, it was a lot like rock and roll; like people didn't want their kids to listen to it. And so, hip hop has now become that, where it dominates literally every brand, every product, every service, literally hip hop is in everything. And so his clients were Eric B and Rakim, Salt and Pepper, LL Cool J and Jay-Z in 2017. He launched a fashion line with Gucci, which he opened a second store in Altilier, uh Dapper Dan's of Harlem in 2018. Uh, but in 1980, from me reading Dapper Dan's Wikipedia page. He essentially started putting, he learned textiling because I think he was initially putting uh, kind of like his artwork on Fendi and some other products. And of course, because he didn't own the licensing to that and his store used to be open 24 hours a day because he was servicing uh, the, the rap community and rappers in the hip hop community. So, of course, they didn't like that. But you see in 2000 where Louis Vuitton and uh, I'm not sure if Gucci is doing it as well, but they started putting 
almost like, you know, their artwork of flowers and, you know, putting your name and putting these kind of stencils that were not typically associated with high-end products like the Gucci bags and Louis Vuitton bags. And I'm not sure if Prada is doing it now too, but essentially it's almost like spray, spray painting or airbrushing items. But you're, you started to see high-end companies do that. And so the question is, like, can we intuitively ask, you know, my question to Spike Lee is, can we ask to be included in something when the very intent of how they were founded, we were not included in that? So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. So let's cut to the chase today with Queen MC. That's me, Addison Chase. We're talking ESB. That's entertainment, sports and beauty with my personal always positive three T's. That's takeaway tips and tools. Hopefully that you could use to live a life full of light, love and sunshine.